0: Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Free Podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today?
1: Today, our guest is Rodney Salisbury-Paul. Rodney is a voiceover talent extraordinaire, as well as the author of the very popular new voiceover book, Rodney Salisbury's Tongue Twisters and Vocal Warm-Ups. Also, he's the promo voice on Africa continuity soap opera scripts for Telemundo all around the world, and one of the most sought-after voiceover coaches in the business. Rodney, welcome to the Voiceover Insider Podcast.
2: Julie, I am so happy to be here. This is my second time uh, being with you, and I must say that the first time was very enjoyable and it got a big response. You don't know. I mean, I I can't even give you the number of the people that have gotten in touch with me and said to me that they found me by way of the last podcast that we did. So I want to thank you for that.
1: Well, you know, we've uh, done about 28 podcasts, and we've got about 30,000 listens so far, so I do believe you. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, it, it, it is the truth, and I am very happy about it, and so glad to be here again with you today.
1: Okay, let's start with the tongue twisters and vocal warm-ups. How important is it to do vocal warm-ups?
2: It's very important. I believe that voiceover is analogous to music, and everything that we have to do as singers, we also have to do as voiceover artists. And warming up vocally is one of those things. It helps you to be articulate when you're reading your copy. It helps you to uh, be able to do the right timing for things. For instance, if they say they want you to go slower, you can practice your tongue twisters in a slow uh, manner. If they say they want you to do something fast, you can do a tongue twister that's very quick and it gets you ready for the copy. Also, a lot of people think that Tongue twisters are just about dexterity and just about articulation and just about saying something fast. But the reality is when I teach and I have a student do a tongue twister, I'm really more concerned about them reading exactly what's on the page. And when we read exactly what's on the page of the tongue twister, now we are in that mood, in that mode to make sure that we read exactly what's on the page when we get to the copy.
1: Okay, so it's not the old like we grew up with. You know, he sells, she she sells seashells. You know, say it as fast as you can. It's not like that. It's just like say it.
2: Yes, it's like say it and say it with clarity and say it with uh, dexterity. That's okay, but it's not about just that. It's about reading exactly what's on the page so that you read exactly what's on the copy page. So it is a warm up that not only gets you ready to talk and speak clearly. But it gets you ready to concentrate on the copy on the page.
1: I could probably uh, read some of my medical narration scripts to get ready.
2: (laughs) Yes, you could. And, you know, I have some medical narration uh, in my book. Briefly, you know, I'm sure it's not as intense as the stuff that you have.
1: Yeah, the stuff I teach with is pretty much. Oh, my God.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And um, in my book, I do have some medical tongue twisters. And again, it prepares you to get ready to read medical copy.
1: I promised Rodney that I would try some of his tongue twisters, um, and I confess he sent me a list, but it's been a very busy morning, and I haven't even looked at them yet, Uh so I was a little concerned about how I do, but now I know I don't have to do them fast.
2: No, no, you don't have to do them fast at all. You just have to do them clearly, and um, if I ask you to be articulate and and make sure you pronunciate and enunciate uh, in a very good manner, then I would ask you for that, but sometimes I just say, just read them. Because a lot of times they want us to be conversational. So you would practice your tongue twister in a conversational way. Also, the stuff I sent you are the things that are fun. They're things that I'm known for around the country. Mm -hmm. But also in the book, I want to specify the fact that there are genre specific tongue twisters. For instance, if you're getting ready for a promo session, I have promo tongue twisters. If you're getting ready for a trailer session, I have trailer uh, tongue twisters in the book. So, Every genre is represented, and there is a tongue twister for you. I'd like you to try some of these. You want to try the bippity-bumpity? Sure, sure. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count you off. I'm going to say five, four, three, two, and on the imaginary one is when you're going to start, and the pace is going to be about right here. Bippity-bumpity, rippity-rumpity, rippity-bumpity-boo. Okay? All right. Okay. Five, four, three, two.
1: Bippity, bumpity, rippity, rumpity, rippity, bumpity, two. Bippity, bumpity, rippity, rumpity, let's make it harder to do. Bumpsity, rumpsity, dumpsity, clumpsity, hopefully soon we'll be through. With bippity, bumpity, rippity, rumpity, stop when your pink tongue turns blue.
2: Very nice, Julie. I started
1: a little late, though. I I was waiting for you to say one. Yeah, and
2: remember I said the imaginary. I know. And and, and on Rippity Bumpity, you said Rippity Bumpity 2. And that's okay, because that gives me a chance to say, again, we want to read exactly what's on the page so that when we get to the copy, we read exactly what's on the page.
1: Oh, so I said two instead of boo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, see, so, I didn't so, even yeah. know that. That's
2: all right. So we'll go back and we'll get it one more time if you don't mind.
1: Okay, and I'll try to get it on the one this time.
2: There you go. Five, four, three, two.
1: Bippity bumpity, rippity rumpity, rippity bumpity boo. Bippity bumpity, rippity rumpity, let's make it harder to do. Bipsity rumsity dumpsity clumsily. Hopefully soon we'll be through with bippity-bumpity, rippity-rumpity. Stop when your pink tongue turns blue. I was saying, uh, I said dumsity instead of dumsily, didn't I?
2: Well, you know, this is a cold read for you.
1: It is. Yeah. Well, that's yes. second yes. time yes. through. And,
2: and what I love is the fact that you went for it and you sound great. And uh, it was a great job. And let's go now for one of um, the favorites from the public that everybody loves. And it's called Why in the World? Okay. Okay. So it'll be about right here. I'll say five, four, three, two. Why in the world would a well want water? When a well wants water, will a well run dry? Why in the world would a wet well want wet water? Will a wet well want wet water when a wet well runs dry?
1: I can see why people like it all
2: right here we go five four three two
1: why in the world would a whale want water when a well wants water will a well run dry why in the world would a wet whale want water will a wet whale want water when the wet well runs dry
2: all oh right. do they want
1: i missed a word <laughs> wet water.
2: that's right that's right no problem very very nice very very nice thanks for doing those
1: oh no and, problem that um, was and, kind of fun
2: and, oh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and and i think that's why the book is so Popular. And um, again, I thank you for letting me tell everybody about it. You know, this last thing here is also in the book, and uh, it's a favorite that I do around the country, too. Um, you want to give that one a try, the last sure. one, if you sure. understand? Okay, here we go. Okay. Five, four, three, two.
1: If you understand, say understand. If you don't understand, say don't understand. But if you understand and say don't understand, how do I understand what you understand? Understand? I okay. said what instead of that. That's okay. It's
2: a code read. It's a code read. Now, but here's what's more important in this particular exercise I always teach that the way we interpret the copy is by using the punctuation. The writer has put the punctuation in there to help us interpret the copy. And so in this particular tongue twister, we really have to pay attention to punctuation. Now, if we read the last line, it says, how do I understand that you understand? What do you have there after understand?
1: The first time I have a question mark and the second time I have an exclamation point and I used it as a question.
2: There you go. Okay. And so the hard thing to do is to ask the question at the end and not is to not ask the question at the end and make it an exclamation uh, point. So do you wanna give that a try?
1: Sure, the whole thing?
2: Yes, and and make sure now that at the end, you don't ask a question, that's what's hard. Gotcha. five, four, three, two.
1: If you understand, say understand. If you don't understand, say don't understand. But if you understand and say don't understand, how do I understand that you understand? Understand
2: very, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> and I must say that no one gets that right. And Julie Williams did. <laughs>
1: but it took two takes to get it right.
2: <laughs> hey, people don't get it right in two, let me tell you. <laughs> oh,
1: really? Well, that's kind of cool. Hey, yes. Rodney, uh, you were talking to me the other day about uh, new popular genres of voiceover. Could you tell us about some of them and how we could get into those areas?
2: Yes, yes. That's a very good question. And I'm glad you uh, brought that back up there are new things going on right now one of them is called explainer videos so what happens is that when someone comes to a home page of a company's uh, website there is a explainer video that serves as something to uh, inform the people about what the brand is all about so instead of clicking around aimlessly hunting for information about this particular website that you have just landed on a short video pops up and it explains what the website is all about. And they call these explainer videos. And there are different types of explainer videos. There are things called the live action explainer video. This is best for companies that are selling a physical product, uh, something that is uh, people oriented, a service such as a restaurant or a consulting group. So you would have a live action explainer video. There are animated explainer videos. This is where some animation is sort of explaining what the website is all about. And you do a voiceover that uh, goes along with the animation. Then there's the whiteboard explainer video. The whiteboard video, you know, where you see the hand drawing, that hand drawing things very quickly, right? Right, And then it simultaneously erases and then something new pops up. And then one of the real popular explainer videos is the Kickstarter explainer video. And the beautiful thing about this is today, everyone is reaching out to have support to do their products and spend, instead of spending their own money, they're putting together Kickstarter explainer videos and asking you to invest in their projects. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the Kickstarter. Another new type of voiceover that's very hot is the NCAP videos. Now, in cap videos, this happens uh, when you're in an aisle at a grocery store. And I'm sure you've noticed that, for instance, you may have a line that is really long. And every time you look at a line, the baskets are going almost to the meat department. Okay, that's how long the baskets are lined up to check out. Well, there's another checkout that you can do by yourself. And you could be the voice that instructs people on how to check themselves out. And these are end cap videos. A lot of times they're at the end of the aisle after you check out and they're um, uh, displaying a product or something that you might go back and buy or something that you might do next time. All of these things, Julie, require being energetic, being expressive. I'm talking about when you do these voiceovers and being powerful and able to articulate okay, and sound confident and build interest in an animated delivery. And that takes us back to my tongue twisters, which gets you ready, gets you ready for these type of in-cap videos. Another one, and this is the last one that I'll talk about. I like this one. This is my favorite because I find that I'm always pumping gas and I'm filling up and I have a car that takes a lot of gas. So I'm standing there for a long time. So I am very turned on by pump topper videos. Okay. (laughs) So these are the videos that are above the gas pumps. And when you stop at a place, uh, let's say, like, for instance, I put my card in, and so I never go into the 7-Eleven type store that's there. But these pump topper videos will make me go in, because something is happening that is enticing me to come into the store after I pump my gas and get something. So you might put 10 bucks of gas in your tank, and you might see two different ads in that short amount of time, because these are quick videos, pump topper videos. So you wanna be the voiceover for these kinds of things. How do you get the work you asked me? Well, there it's out there right now because they are so popular and you can start to seek it. If you happen to be someone who deals in the pay to play arena, then you should look for these types of commercials um, in that arena. If you are someone who doesn't want to do pay to play, but you have a uh, agent, okay, and your agent is submitting you for these kinds of things. And if they're not, you tell them that you are looking for those kinds of things and to submit you for those kinds of things. But know that when you get them, you have to be energetic, articulate and able to entice people to buy the product. Okay, so it takes a little more energy than your normal commercial reads.
1: You're listening to the VoiceOver Insider podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to sign up for the free VoiceOver Insider at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Julie Williams talking to Rodney Salisbury. And one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that he has a new book coming out, a novel. We're going to talk about that after this message. And also, I'm going to tell you my secret about how I get most of my work by myself, and I'm not on any pay to plays. I'm going to give you my secret of marketing for just about any genre there is at least anyone that i do
0: all right we'll be right back after this short message
1: julie williams has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a vo career refine their vo performance skills develop winning demos and marketing plans and market themselves in voiceover she's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches but don't take our word for it let's hear what some of julie's actual students have to say
3: In many parts of the world, people drink untreated water. The consequences are staggering. Half the hospital beds in the developing world are taken up by people suffering from waterborne illnesses. Most people don't know how much they're charged in checking fees. Our customers do, because it's zero. A bank that puts you first. That's different. Capital One. Escape into a tropical adventure. Perfect for entertaining clients or just having a night out with the family. Um,
1: I'll take the planet Earth pasta.
3: Rainforest Cafe. Where else can you eat a volcano? My name is Stephen James Taber, and I want to take a minute or two to talk about how it has been working with Julie Williams and the voice coaching that she offers and how she has helped me. At first, when I found Julie Williams, I ended up purchasing some of the resources that she has, and a couple CDs, and just learning different voice techniques, and and I learned a lot of stuff, and her approach was totally different than all the other training that I've had, and I ended up doing the private coaching with her, and that was the key word for me, the coaching. It wasn't just do this and do that. It was also the critique, and coming into every session with her, and her saying, I didn't like this. You did this. I want you to change this. I need to get this out of you. We're falling short a little bit in this area. Let's work on this and getting me ready to the point where I can make a demo. I ended up making a demo with her. She did every aspect of that, from just the recording to the whole full package, and continuing to work with her. She really does come alongside you and helps you learn the voiceover business and helps you to grow in your ability to deliver the voice quality and the things that you need to do to be competitive in this business. So I would encourage you, if you haven't checked out Julie Williams, whether it's her resources or her private coaching, I definitely would encourage you to do so. It is definitely time well spent julie
1: isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together she's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs you can find out more about julie williams coaching at julie williams or by emailing her directly at julie at julie williams
0: and now a few final words from julie and her guest
1: Thanks for joining us today on the VoiceOver Insider podcast. I'm Julie Williams talking to Rodney Salisbury. And before we get on to talking about the newest book uh, he wrote, which is, sounds very exciting to me, very fun, um, I wanted to tell you my secret we're getting any kind of, whether it's medical narration, my bread and butter is narration. Medical narration, commercial, any kind of uh, voiceover, uh, with the exception of video games and animation, I know nothing about those. But uh, most genres of voiceover, my secret is, uh, especially for e-learning, search the internet and approach it as if you were a company needing to hire an e-learning producer, needing to hire somebody who produces explainer videos that's how you're going to find the people who you want to approach to hire you to serve their clients. Okay, Rodney, that must've been so much fun writing a novel rather than just, just a voiceover book. Listen to me. Sorry. I didn't mean that, <laughs> but, um, so is this the first actual novel that you wrote? Cause that's a departure from what I know that you normally do.
2: Yes, it is. This is my fourth book and my first novel And it is a challenge to get people out there to accept me in this genre. But I am urging all of my followers and people who have bought my books in the past to give me a shot and uh, check this thing out because it's very exciting. It deals in the entertainment business. It's set in Detroit, um, the Motor City, and also the home of Motown. And it starts off in 1965 and it goes on into the 90s in California, and those are the two places where the action takes place. It's a wonderful story about a man named William Bell. William Bell, who was cut down by a debilitating disease, and um, his showbiz dreams were sort of, um, uh, they vanished based on this disease, but through his son, he uh, gave his son the baton, and his son took it over the finish line. And uh, it takes you through all the trials and tribulations of the disease, uh, how the family dealt with it. It takes you through wonderful music. Uh, Backstreet Records is the fictional record company that is similar to Motown Records and similar to all of the record companies that were going on, the, the Philadelphia International Sound, all of these great things that were going on in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, etc., and I just urge you, it, it reminds me of um, the Bridges of Madison County when I think about its brevity. It's, yeah. it's a short book, uh, but it gets right to the point. And it's a lovely story. And I, I urge everyone to go to Amazon.com or go to my website at RodneySalisbury.com and look for my book. It's called Graylin Brown. Graylin Brown.
1: G-R-A-Y-L-A-N.
2: L-I-N, L-I-N, G-R-A-Y-L-I-N, Brown, Graylin Brown.
1: So it must have been a lot of fun as a singer, because you're a singer, to, yes. uh, to write this book about a pseudo-Motown company.
2: Yes, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm, it definitely was. And that music was something that was a favorite of all of ours. And um, I am going to incorporate some music in the audiobook, which I'm working on right now. I was just going to
1: ask you if you were going to actually sing in the audiobook.
2: Yes, yes. And I've never done that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Wow. <laughs> you teach at the top voiceover conferences in the world. What is it that you usually teach when you're there?
2: I like to teach uh, what the, um, the presenter of the whole conference wants me to teach. I am fortunate enough to do a lot of things and to be competent in a lot of different areas. Uh, for instance, the last time I saw you was in Atlanta. And at that time, I was teaching promo because the uh, presenter of that particular event wanted me to teach promo. And there have been other times when I've taught commercial. There's been times when I've done promo and trailer. And these are all things that I do, you know, and so um, I feel confident and um, competent and, and a pro at these things. So these are the things that I like to teach. I like the way you talked about what you teach. Uh, and, and then you also talked about what you don't teach All right, right exactly. in terms of the video games and so forth. I also want to go back to uh, something you were saying, the advice that you gave everyone in terms of finding work. I thought that was excellent. And I certainly agree. And it's the way that I do it too. You know, Go about it as if you were a company looking for someone to do that particular job for you.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's very relevant to what I do, which is e-learning and narration, some audiobook, but really it's, it's a lot of work for very little money, so I don't do a lot. Some commercial, the commercial, honestly, I typically get through my agents. I don't really market for that. But my bread and butter, I make my living at e-learning and uh, narration, and that's how I do it. And, and the one thing that's really good about that is once you get that client and they're happy with you, I've got one client who's sending me uh, in this next week or two, 30 different e-learning scripts. I mean, once you get that one good client of the many by marketing it in that way, they come back over and over. And it, it doesn't take that many clients. I've got a lot of clients, but it really doesn't take that many to make a living if you market yourself in the right way. And then, of course, have the great demo and the skills, both the business skills and the voiceover skills to get the job done to their satisfaction.
2: Great advice. Great advice. And I agree totally.
1: Rodney, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. I know I've talked to you before, and I would uh, I would love to have you on as a guest in a few months again. That wraps it up for today's VoiceOver Insider podcast. I'm Julie Williams. We'll have another great guest for you next week, so be sure to join us then.
0: We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And, of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.